0: I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. What's your opinion? Is teaching more art or science? I'd say it's a little bit of both. But honestly, I think most educators uh, in, it slip into thinking of teaching more as a science because it's more a graspable concept, right? That it, we think of teaching as an objective collection of techniques designed to achieve certain outcomes, And I would argue that teaching, and I'm including homeschooling here, is more art than science. More like a practice of creation that we, the parent-teacher, want to immerse in fully as an artist. Hey there, and welcome to today's episode, Homeschooling is Really More Art Than Science, where we're exploring these ideas about the art of teaching. I have three tips to share with you today to help you become a true artist in your teaching and hone your craft. We'll get to those in just a minute. To start off, I wanna say that art and science are really I see them as really just two different ways of understanding the world around us, right? And they're probably more similar or they they go together quite well and they're more similar than we might think. But I do see two differences between art and science that I wanna point out. And the first is that art is thought of as subjective, whereas science is objective, provable. And the second perceived difference is that art is expressive, while science is more like a system of acquiring knowledge and carrying out procedures. So, art is subjective and expressive, while science is objective and analytical. And while I think many of us know that teaching is more art than science, we still get caught up in the expectation that if we do certain things with our children, like follow the curriculum as planned, teach the lesson as as it's written, then the learning will happen in predictable ways. We think of knowledge being acquired kind of like the scientific method, right? We're We introduce certain actions and expect knowledge to be methodically acquired as the outcome. And there is some truth to that, of course. There are teaching strategies and practices that bodies of research have shown to be effective or more effective in enhancing learning. But the art of teaching is more about embracing the truth that each and every homeschooling lesson is unique, unpredictable, and unrepeatable. It's, it's like a shared experience between parent and child in a homeschool setting. As teachers, we really want to bring our full selves to the lessons with a sensitivity to beauty and to honoring human connection. To be a good teacher, we each want to discover our unique gifts and learn how to use those gifts in our teaching. This reminds me of when I would take my kids to the Cleveland Playhouse for a student matinee for to see a live performance on stage, one of my favorite homeschooling activities as a mom. And, oh, my gosh, we saw so many plays, Shakespeare and, uh, you know, comedies and tragedies and mysteries and all kinds of plays. Uh, And before the performance, before every performance, an educator would come out on stage to introduce the show and they would say something like this. This is a live performance. And while the actors and actresses have rehearsed their lines and practiced this, this show many, many times, This particular performance that you're about to see today has never happened before and will never happen again in the same way. This is a unique experience that will only happen just this once. that announcement always took my breath away. And it was a wake up call, really, that this moment is all there is. This moment matters calling attention to the fact that this performance is unique and makes a difference in its contribution to the world, right? Can you tell how much I love live theater? All right, back to our discussion here. So for many of us, the science of teaching is a bit more appealing or maybe more graspable or kind of our default, right? It seems to address how the teaching should go, we, we wonder, okay, what should we prepare and then do and say so that our children learn what we want them to learn? We want it to be analytical and predictable. But let me just invite you to step into the art of teaching where we see true teaching as the unique way the lessons unfold. So I want you to picture in your mind a parent teacher, perhaps you, and a student child, perhaps one of your children, you're standing facing each other. And the teacher has has some ideas, right, of, of activities planned, of stories and activities, and they deliver that those activities, right, to the child. And the student, the child, receives those but also comes with some ideas of his or her own, right? The student child is more receptive to some things than than others, really based on past knowledge and experiences, as well, uh, of course, as their energy level or focus in that moment. So the teacher's job is to offer up those planned activities and the student receives them in varying ways on different days, right? But the meeting and the true learning, I think, happens in the empty space in between. I like to call this the gap, the learning gap. The teacher sort of offers up the learning, the planned activities as a gift, and the child gets to choose how to receive that. So often we think, right, If we find the right curriculum, we're golden, right? Everything will suddenly start to flow. But the truth is that it's really not possible, and you know this, right, deep down inside, but it's really not possible to pick up a curriculum that someone else wrote, deliver that, and be done. Uh, No teaching, honestly, anywhere works that way. Not in a classroom in a tutoring situation, not in a homeschool. So I get parents asking me all the time, what curriculum should I buy? What curriculum do you recommend? My kids are these ages. What should I buy? And honestly, sometimes I say, it doesn't really matter. Just pick one because that's the truth, right? I mean, on the one hand, of course it matters. You want a curriculum that resonates with your values and brings engaging activities to your children, but it's so important for us to remember that the curriculum is just a base. It's just a jumping off point. And the real learning happens when we bring that to life. This is the art of it, right? We are creating something new that has never existed in the world before each time we bring a lesson to our children. Each time that we homeschool, has never existed before. It's brand new and we want to bring it to life to spark interest and joy and connection between us and our children. Curriculum is just a guide, even if you've created it yourself, which is the most customized you can get, right? A curriculum, a purchase curriculum can be a wonderful resource to have on our shelves, for us to be able to reference to consult for ideas but we always have to customize the curriculum to make it work for our children and our family i think i learned that long about year five or six (laughs) on in my 25 year homeschooling journey and it really changed how i homeschooled because here's the the honest truth what we need is to make a simple plan and then show up and be present with our children so that we can let the art unfold, right? We need to surrender to let the learning unfold. So teaching is rarely predictable. Homeschooling is rarely predictable. Steiner said this, Rudolf Steiner said this to the very first teachers in training for that first Waldorf school back in 1919, almost hundred years ago. No, over hundred years ago. He said to those trainees, consider yourselves to be enthusiastic amateurs. He wanted them to continue to think of themselves as enthusiastic amateurs. So no matter how much training you have, no matter how much of an expert, quote unquote, you might be as a teacher or a homeschooler, we still want to show up as enthusiastic amateurs because we need to be open to the learning that is going to unfold, whatever that may be. One of my favorite books about teaching is called The Courage to Teach. It's by uh, an experienced teacher named Parker Palmer. And here is a quote from it. And it really talks about, um, to me, it really reminds me of this, that we want to show up as our full selves in our teaching. Uh, Here's the quote, teaching, like any truly human activity, emerges from one's inwardness, for better or worse, <laughs> as I teach, I project the condition of my soul onto my students, my subject, and our way of being together. Oh, so powerful. So teaching is full of the known and the unknown, both. We get both, right? The teacher and the student really create the learning together. Uh, Different approaches work for different people. We need to mix and match and experiment, but we always want to remain that enthusiastic amateur. Uh, And all of this um, that I'm talking about here as the art of teaching is why I renamed my mentoring business the art of homeschooling. No one else can tell you exactly how to do this, right? It's that magical combination of you, the material you're teaching, your child, the environment, and so many other factors, right? The day, the season, the energy, everybody's energy levels, etc. cetera. So I see teaching as an art, a science, and a craft. One that we practice over time and improve through experience. But what I want you to remember today is that there's really an art to homeschooling. Because as the artist in our homeschools, we engage, we create, we then we step back. You know, we're the artist, right? We create something, we step back and, uh, and view it, right? Then we step back in, we try something different, we decide whether to keep going or take a break. We might go back in and decide to add a little more of this color or more of this texture and then step back again and observe. We decide what we're going to do the next time we come to the table. Because the real teaching and learning happens between us and our children. This is the art of homeschooling. All right, I have three tips for you today. Uh, number one is embrace the art and craft of teaching. This idea is the idea of the art of homeschooling, right? It's not teaching is not just a science, but it's also an art and a craft. That's number one. Number two, see challenges as opportunities, right? True challenges are learning experiences. There can't really be learning without some tension and some friction. It took me a while to learn this one, to appreciate this one, maybe I should say, but we really want to see challenges as learning opportunities. Uh, that, uh, to me, also speaks to that idea of being an enthusiastic amateur. We're not going to get there. We're not going to con- become the expert and then it's all going to go well. There will be challenges and that's where the learning opportunity is. And then number three is find a community of practitioners, colleagues who will support you on your homeschooling journey that you can walk with on your journey. So number one, embrace the art and craft of homeschooling. Number two, see challenges as opportunities. And number three, find a community of practitioners. So if you're looking for this kind of community of practitioners, I uh, have, this is now I think we just celebrated two years of the um, of Homeschool with Waldorf. It's a membership community for homeschooling parents. It's a monthly membership where you get uh, a new masterclass with multiple video lessons. You can listen audio as well. Every month, a new masterclass comes out. You get access to all the previous ones when you join. And we have weekly coaching calls with me and a super supportive group. Uh, of homeschooling parents, so if you're interested, check all the details out at artofhomeschooling.com/slash homeschool with Waldorf. So. What this looks like, this um, art of teaching, art of homeschooling, like I said, is going to be different in every setting and even day to day. We know this well, right? Because there are endless possibilities (laughs) involved in teaching and learning. But all of them call for what I was referring to as an openness to the unknown, right? And for immeasurable quantities of love and commitment so here's a great quote from fred rogers of mr rogers neighborhood it um it comes from the wonderful movie won't you be my neighbor if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it and fred rogers said love is at the root of everything all learning all parenting all relationships love or the lack of it what a powerful quote. And um, of course, we love our children. And I think we can always work to expand that to be more accepting of who they are to be more generous um, with our love. uh, And to really be in touch with what they need as individuals and as children. I have a great Mr. Rogers story that I have to just interject here because I love this story so much. Um, My aunt and uncle bought their house outside of Pittsburgh. They bought their house from Mr. Rogers many years ago. Um, And when my five cousins were little, uh, the, the family, my relatives had moved into the new house and Mr. Rogers stopped by to wish them well and say goodbye to his place. And as he was leaving, he handed my Uncle Jim an envelope, shook his hand, and said goodbye. So when my uncle opened the envelope, he found inside a $100 bill and this a note that read, this is for you to buy ducks for the pond because children need ducks on their pond. <laughs> So sweet. And so loving, so full of love and so in touch with children. And I think that's what our aim is, right? With our own children. Here's that quote again from Mr. Rogers. Love is at the root of everything, all learning, all parenting, all relationships, love or the lack of it. So I find it very interesting that Rudolf Steiner said something really similar to those very first teachers that he was training before opening the first Waldorf school. He said, you will be a good educator if you endeavor to surround every individual pupil with sympathy, with real sympathy, with love. I think we forget about the love part sometimes in our home schools, or we kind of take it for granted. And perhaps it's because we're more consumed by uh, wanting to do this right, you know, having this huge responsibility, and we often feel inadequate, I was there too, or less than confident, especially when we're new, Um, you know, it takes practice. And, and maybe it's because you haven't been trained as a teacher, or maybe because some days don't go so well. But what do we usually do then? This is the interesting part to me. When we're not feeling confident, we buy curriculum, and then we buy more curriculum. (laughs) Honestly, it's the number one thing I hear from homeschooling parents who come to me for mentoring. They have all the curriculum already, but they still don't know what to do. So I just want to encourage you to be okay with that, right? Don't keep buying more curriculum because you'll find contradictions everywhere. What you want is to be able to uh, in, embrace the unknown and move forward. So be sure to check out the show notes for this episode where you're going to find all the quotes and tips to help you remember to embrace the art of homeschooling. Just go to artofhomeschooling.com episode eight. And remember these three tips. Embrace the art and craft of homeschooling. See challenges as opportunities and find a community of practitioners. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope that these ideas for embracing the art of homeschooling bring you a sense of joy and freedom and help you relax into the lessons so that you can be fully present with your children. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast.